A big good afternoon to you. This is Big Life Conversation with Barbara Nicole and Jacinta and it's eight minutes past four on a Monday afternoon. Oh, the week before Easter, sort of, isn't it? Or the week of Easter, is it? I don't know. It, it's, it is. is Easter week. Yeah. It's Easter, Easter week. This weekend. Week. And end of daylight saving. Is that right, yes. Barbara? Extra hour sleep. On Easter Sunday morning of all Easter mornings. Sunday morning. I have to delay Turn that. Turn the uh, clock back, guys, at, not four. Don't get confused. At 3 a.m. Yeah, That's okay. Right. So the uh, the Easter egg hunt will have to be moved a little bit, <laughs> perhaps. So if we get an extra hour sleep, we do have to move it back, don't we? It's back, not forward. Yeah. It's back. It's, yes. We have this Sorry, yes. we have this conversation Good. every year. Okay. I wonder does everybody <laughs> I have this conversation move every it back year? And I was like, wow. No, you move it back, I'm folding yourself in yes. total mess. Yes, exactly. Uh, you'll be, move you'll those be clocks back at 3 a.m., which is, I don't know why 3 a.m. No. the night before is the magical it time. But 2 a.m. Why are we getting know. up at that time? I don't know. But uh, lucky iPhone knows. You know, I love it. Technology is clever, Thank isn't you for it? That. Thank you for that. Dr. Google, Professor so, Google, whomever. It just happens. You just wake up and it is the new time. It's I'm clever. It's clever. And it is – so lots of things going on this week. Mm. Yes, and don't forget you're supposed to check your smoke alarm battery, are you not? That's yes. a great idea. Yes. We do that. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's really important, Barbara. So we've got time. Easter coming up. So people – for those people who may have been planning a lovely little trip to the Brisbane area, <laughs> maybe not so much right now. Not Hope so you've much. listened to the news. Yes, you might have <laughs> Bit to sad. put little plans on hold or get stuck there. A little – yeah, plans on hold. A little bit, I think. Nothing but new, though. Nothing, nothing we're not unfamiliar that's with. That's true. And we should, none of us no. should ever get too smug, should we? We shouldn't. No. Well, no. I think as Conceited. the Premier Conceited. for New South Wales mentioned today, mm-hmm. that we are still in the midst of a pandemic, people. And yes. so we are always going to be having these little ups and downs, unexpected things that we have no control over, mm-hmm. just like our lives. We've got no control, <laughs> no control over those. Very little. <laughs> Very little, which, you know, there you go. I guess that's it. But we do have control over a few things. And that we is do. one of them is that we will be here until Six o'clock tonight. Yes. Okay. So we'll have six o'clock news for you then. There's lots of news around today, not just around lockdowns, but if you are an observer of federal politics and why would you be, um, <laughs> there's quite a bit of news around uh, cabinet reshuffles and goodness knows, changing around the chairs. Some people, when they go to sit down, may not have a chair. That's right. Yes. <laughs> or, or maybe not until the next election. Oh, there, there is, is that. that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or the chair that they get may be a little bit harder. It might be not so comfortable no, to sit in. No, no. <laughs> um, but anyway, look, that's the way life goes. Mm-hmm. So we will be here with all our news and views. Lots going on today for us as well. And Barbara, I do wish you to make the, your special announcement about a wonderful guest you have organised for us today. Do tell. Indeed. May I? Before I do that, quickly send out my birthday cheers. Yes, go for it. Uh, To a certain person who was sitting just opposite me, Nicole is having a special birthday this Wednesday, the 31st. Isn't that lovely? I'm going to say an anniversary of a special birthday. Oh, an anniversary (laughs) of a significant occasion. Because last year you couldn't really go crazy, could you? No, I did go crazy online for those (laughs) of you who may have been. You did go crazy. On a a Zoom party. It was excellent. I did those toilet rolls in that disco routine. Disco (laughs) toilet rolls we did have and there was many a sequin. Many and, a, and many a seventy outfit too. Yes, That's it true. was 
But, Spectacular. Um, it wasn't quite the same as uh, having a, a birthday, a real birthday bash, but it was fun nonetheless. But we hope you're going to enjoy the, the one this year. Thank you. Mm. And also, and I think your mother and father were very clever to arrange you to be born on the 31st of March, not the 1st of April. We've had all those jokes over the years. Very clever indeed. <laughs> My nephew was born on that. the 1st of April. Uh, after midday or before midday? <laughs> before. Oh, maybe in certain parts of the world, you know, he might, oh, be, might be able to get away with it. Oh, well. <laughs> well, anyway, I have actually, speaking of that, I was going to send another birthday cheerio uh, to my partner, Joe's brother in law, Alan, who is also an April Fool and, and pride of it, I do believe. Proud of it, Alan. Yes, Go right. for it. Um, and so, so to all you Aryans out there. Oh, um, and, and another, which is my mother, who oh, has a significant birthday, birthday coming happy up birthday. on Saturday the oh, 3rd. Goodness. So happy birthday, Mum. Looking ha- forward to catching up because I haven't and seen happy her Easter for and a while. What a, what a it's an Eastery kind of birthday festivity. Fantastic. Celebrations, everyone. Indeed. And Eric Clapton and uh, Doris Day as well are celebrating. Oh, Doris would have been celebrating a big birthday around this time. Or even bigger than uh, your mum. Quite mom's. big, wouldn't it? A lot bigger than your mum's, yes. If it was. She was actually into a, well into her 90s when I think yeah. she went just about a year or so ago. Uh, and Eric Clapton as well, birthday boy around this time. But um, also want to mention, of course, Diana Ross, also want to, from the Supremes, uh, want to mention our guest and uh, another um, illustrious talent, Dolly Diamond, Melbourne's Queen of Cabaret. Yes. Um, and she's proven herself to be one of the country's finest talents and she's right at home in midsummer or at midsummer, which is normally, of course, held during the summer, but because of COVID mm. and other things, it has been brought forward to mid-autumn. Yes. And uh, she will be appearing in a really fun season. I think it's part of the Comedy Festival. Um, and a show at uh, the wonderful Chapel Off Chapel, uh, Dolly Diamond's Star for a Night. Oh. And this is a competition featuring some fantastic talents, including Rhonda Birchmore, Bob Down, Sylvie Palladino, amongst others. And uh, that's running from the 21st to the 24th of April uh, down at Chapel Off Chapel in Brown. And we're dying to have a chat to her about it. And you know, exciting. I think this sounds very exciting. And I do know and love Bob Down, who rocks a safari suit like no other <laughs> and <laughs> plays the Yamaha electro electronic organ, which I used to very as a child. Special. A lot in common with him. Yes, yeah. very special. Uh, very good, Barbara. Looking forward to it. Should be fun. Yeah. So all those details are on our Facebook page, in fact. So stay with us. It's 15 minutes past four. Lots more to talk about as well. And a big thank you to some another great talent in this very studio. Uh, and that would be the lovely Sharon McWilliam for a beautiful handover. Great music to get, get everybody pumping and primed for the afternoon before us. So thank you, Sharon, once again. Um, now... Barbara, you mentioned Diana Ross's birthday. I did. Oh, she, look, it just so happens. 77, if just she doesn't so mind happens. me telling. <laughs> on, uh, last Friday, just gone. So happy birthday, Diana. Um, and Excellent. you've got, a, I think, a track from uh, the CD that I bought in of The Supremes. I have indeed. And it's called Stop in the Name oh, of Love. <laughs> Oh, and we were, we are so pleased that you couldn't see us because we were dancing and it looked a bit crazy doing our do whopping and our shropping and our stopping and all sorts of things. (laughs) But anyway, we had fun and we nearly forgot that we had to come back to air. But we are back. It is Nicole, Barbara and Jacinta and it is 17 minutes past four here on Big Life Conversation. We're with you to six. We're going to keep the music going, but we're also going to do a fair bit of talking. Mm. And as Barbara mentioned, before the break.
break. If you missed it, we are going to be speaking to Melbourne's queen of cabaret, Dolly Diamond. And for a magnificent picture of Dolly Diamond, go straight to our Facebook page, Big Life Conversation, and you'll see a beautiful pic. Indeed. And what a glam gown Dolly glam is sporting. Very like the Supreme sort of stuff Woo-hoo. in their day. <laughs> yeah, beautiful stuff. Now, we've got news to talk about. We've got things that have to be said. <laughs> There are lots of things that have oh, to be said. Can I just tell you, I, I won't talk about it just now, but can I tell you I've been doing a bit of research. Right. Okay. okay. On the topic of empathy training. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, because I was a bit, I've been hearing about it a lot from the government <laughs> and I'm like, mm, what is empathy training? I, you know, used to do a bit of training in the corporate world myself mm, and still indeed. facilitate programs, but... I have never been called upon to do empathy training and mm. I thought let's just dig in. I think you could though. I think I could. I think there's well, a few people out there that could benefit. It could I actually. think it could be a flourishing industry it to be honest. Be a flourishing um, industry. We, we may be calling out for empathy coaches and <laughs> facilitators and trainers so we and might just jump on that. experts mm. too. It's a sad sign of the times though isn't it's, it? It is sad. Like I'm, mm. I'm sort of laughing about it but that's because inside I'm crying about it. <laughs> It really is. It's true. It's horrible. It reminds me a bit, if I may so, quickly just butt in, when I was a student years ago and there was a human relations class that was running and there was somebody crying on a girl's shoulder, a girl that I knew, um, very distressed about something. And this girl turned around and said, so I've got to go. I've got my human relations class. <laughs> <laughs> I've never forgotten it. I love it. There go you on. go. Empathy in action. <laughs> mm. yeah. so, so you will be pleased to know. I've found out quite a bit about empathy training. I'm going to talk a little bit later about what it is, what types of empathy uh, um, we should be able to demonstrate. (laughs) So there are different types of empathy, Mm -hmm. how to develop empathy at work Mm -hmm. um, and uh, a few other things But and and how to take action. But, But at the end of all this reading, I had a question and my question was, um, with all this empathy training, say you go through it and it's all very important and fantastic, I am just wondering whether empathy training is the answer to some of the behaviour that we've seen. Like, is it the answer to stop people from sexually assaulting people, from bullying, from harassing? Mm. You go to a course, you know, we've no. all been to training programs, haven't we? Mm-hmm. And we do the training, we get our certificate. And we go back and our behaviour's not changed. Yes. But look, call me cynical. That's silly. <laughs> but 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 I just wonder whether empathy training is the answer to the behavioural issues we are experiencing. No, at the it's moment. possibly the uh, answer to the communication issues that we're hearing post events, <laughs> ah. but not pre-event. Not stopping those events happening. Yes. Not yes. sure that it's going to change yes. those habits and mm. behaviours. Yeah. And what yeah. about the what about the the big M word, the morality word as well? Mm. That's a big word, Barbara, mm. and it's and, hard and to values. spell for some people. It I think. And yes. and, and hard values. to live from. There are other big words. <laughs> and Nicole, when you speak of that about that before the event, it reminds me of what we talked about last week, which is stimulus and response. So something mm-hmm. happens, you know how people respond, yes. knee jerk reaction, yep, perhaps, yes, and yet there's a space in between that you could 
stop, take a breath and say to yourself, is what I was going to say perhaps the right thing to say Mm. in this situation Mm. or should I just stop for a moment? my empathy expert. Yes, (laughs) let's get my empathy training booklet out and see whether that was correct or not. And cross-check. And cross-check. So it just saddens me a little bit that we have to – it has to be raised to this level of you have to go to a training program to be to exactly. learn how to become empathetic. Exactly. Um, just learn how to treat people properly and not abuse them or bully them or assault them. And Which, I'm, I'm, it will have to be some sort of <coughs> excuse me interest exam to, to Parliament in terms of you have to pass some sort of empathy quiz or yes. test. Well, They're talking might... about alcohol and drug testing. Uh, you know, where the, the yeah. list goes on and on. Oh, I notice uh, some parliamentarians well, thinking... bristling at the thought of that. <laughs> well, you know how you have a working with children check? Yes, yes. I have one. You could perhaps yes, so have a I'm working with empathy check. Uh, <laughs> yes, you know, indeed. have I been upskilled and do I have my empathy license? Mm. And did you bring your empathetic self to work today? Exactly. Yes. Yeah, mm. all good points. All good points. And not to be confused with the sympathy. Ah, uh, yeah. Exactly. I've got some notes on that, Barbara. Okay. I can, okay. I right. can give you the lowdown All on right. how how they compare and contrast. <laughs> so, um, what else have we got today, though? Well, we have some all things nutrition as well. Given oh, that we've got yes. Easter coming up, I oh, thought it yes. might be good to have a few little tips on Easter eating. And because we love a little bit of chocky at Easter. As long as it includes chocolate, like Nicole. Cross otherwise, well, just a little bit sometimes. Otherwise, we'll be turning your microphone off. There <laughs> might be some alternatives out there that uh, might be better for the waistline and the blood sugar levels. Oh. So we'll have a look at those. And I thought it might also be good to talk about food and energy. Yes. So I think mm. there's been a few of us feeling a Great. little bit flat lately. Yep. Yes. And balancing our energy is quite important as many of us are starting to go back to work and there's a few uh, phone calls being had as people are negotiating what return to work looks like for them. It's a big topic at the moment, and isn't it? people are feeling mm. like they're perhaps a bit out of routine, mm. out of routine on their eating. But how do we boost our mood through food? And balance our energy a little bit uh, to boost it. And we'll have a look at some foods that help us do that. That would be fantastic. And although this particular uh, recipe may not be a mood-boosting food, but it's one that we talked about maybe last year and I made it this morning. I'll tell you what it is. It's what a beautiful – I can't remember the name of it, but it's a beautiful <laughs> loaf with um, almond meal Ooh, and yum. zucchini, sweet potato, mm-hmm. that that particular bread, a vegetarian yes. bread. Yes. And I made it this morning and then I thought, well, I've made it. I better taste it. Gosh, it was yummy. Yeah, that's really, really nice. yummy one. And really, you know, really I good. guess dense in nutrition. Yeah. So what we're looking at there is not just a white slice of bread, but a no. really nice grained, um, complex carbohydrate loaf that yeah. satisfies the same needs and more. And more. Plus it tastes more. lovely. So yeah, there you yeah. go. We are, we have many talents here. We do have don't many we? talents here. Um, Barbara, anything Really interesting coming up uh, from you that you wanted to check in on, just as a you know, give us a little bit of a taste. Well, I just want to um, remind us that uh, Melbourne Design Week has been running for a little while now, in the past uh, couple of weeks or so. Yeah, and um, part of it I think is particularly interesting, or that notice I came across uh, the uh, the desk is um, a new book that's just been launched. It's a follow up uh, to Robin Boyd, the famous Australian architect's. Uh, Seminal text, as they call it, uh, the Australian Ugliness. I don't know if you remember or you've heard of this book that was written in the nineteen written in nineteen sixty, and essentially it was talking about um, 
uh, Australia's uh, or Australia's architectural style, taste or lack of the fact uh, that perhaps we were. Um, not really embracing our own native environment and perhaps copying uh, perhaps inappropriate styles from parts of uh, Europe and other places. Um, but this is so. This is um, a follow-up on uh, this book, and it's called um, the After the Australian Ugliness. And uh, I don't think politics oh. actually featured uh, in the original time in the original text, but uh, maybe it should have. Yes, been. <laughs> that's quite. But anyway, unusual. it's co-published by the National Gallery of Victoria and Thames and Hudson, and it responds to um, Australian architect Robin Boyd's book, The Australian Agnes, mm. with new critical and creative writing by authors from a range of disciplines, including architectural historian Philip Goad, author and journalist Benjamin Law, artist Eugenia Lim, designer and founder of the National Aboriginal Design Agency, Alison Page, and writer and founder of the Plant Hunter blog and Wonderground journal, Georgina Reed. So that sounds like um, quite a fascinating follow-up, uh, 60 years after the original book. Um, and it's still in print, the original text. Uh, if you uh, ever would want to check it out. But, That's of course, good. Robin Boyd came from that famous Boyd family. Yeah. Mm. Mini Boyd, oh, Arthur absolutely. Boyd, a very, um, a very talented and, and gifted artistic Australian family. So um, if you want to check out more about this latest book as a follow-up to uh, Robin Boyd's original work, um, go to the NGV website. Fantastic. More great stuff, as always, from the National Gallery of Victoria. It is 28 minutes past four here on Big Life Conversation. Barbara Nicole and Jacinta with you till six o'clock and we're going to kick it off with sort of a bit of a theme actually. Uh, we've, we've had that great song from uh, the Supremes but uh, a theme for us today and for the whole country I think is a little bit of respect. Thanks Aretha Franklin. You heard it from Aretha. A little respect, people. And uh, lots more good music coming your way. It's 4.30, Big Life Conversation. Jacinta Nicole Barbara in the studio with you until 6 today. And, of course, we've been speaking about the news of the week, but we have a fantastic guest coming up for you, and that will be after 5 o'clock today. And it is uh, Dolly Diamond, who is an amazing cab queen of cabaret um, and it has a great show coming up very shortly. She's going to be with us telling us all about it. Uh, it's going to be at the Chapel Off Chapel in Chapel Street. We love that theatre. Really? Great, great venue. It's good theatre, isn't yeah, it? We've been there before. Nice it's and handy. Good yeah, place to get a cuppa afterwards. And it's just wonderful that people can get back in the live theatre venues. Yeah. Mm. But, well, that's the other thing. It's just fantastic to see that we can actually get out and about. And boy, are people ready to do that? I yes, certainly are. Just, we really mm -hmm. are ready. Now, I mentioned, this won't hurt a bit, but I mentioned before, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do a little bit of empathy training because we need to know why. Okay. And I did a bit of research at the weekend. So Pen I'm at the ready. I'm keen. <laughs> <laughs> to show you my new skills and mm -hmm. knowledge mm -hmm. and there'll be a quiz after this. Okay? Oh. So what is empathy training? Well, it's learning how to care, basically. <laughs> That's what it is. That's what I figured out, that it's learning how to care and it's the ability to recognise emotions in other people and to understand their perspectives. Funny about that. Mm. On a situation. Now, I've also found out, this is just the really short version because I don't want anyone to go to sleep. I get this feeling. <laughs> um, but... 
Oh, what I found was quite interesting are the different forms of empathy that have been um, researched. And Daniel Goldman, who is one of the most influential psychologists in the world, uh, is, is an expert on empathy. And he talks about uh, the different types. The first type is cognitive empathy. This, is, this could be quite easy for people to get. This is the rational, intellectual and emotional neutral ability. This means that some people can use it for negative purposes so mm-hmm. they you know they say all the right things they know what to say but they may be using uh, their cognitive empathy for all the wrong reasons um, to manipulate people or oh, whatever it might be yes. okay so um, so that can be so it's the ability to understand what another person might be thinking or feeling it doesn't involve any emotional engagement by the observer mm. so it's just that intellectual piece yep. then we've got emotional empathy which is the ability to share the feelings of another person and to understand that person on a deeper level. It's sometimes called affective empathy. You might have heard of affective empathy because it affects or changes you. So mm-hmm. it does have an impact. It's not just a matter of knowing how someone feels, but it's about creating genuine rapport with people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, if you're uh, an empath, some people are like, I'm an empath. Mm-hmm. That can be really hard for you because this kind of emotional empathy can be really overwhelming and you feel like mm-hmm. you're taking on the plight of Everybody's the other person. Emotions, yeah. Yes. So um, that's that's really interesting. So they, they actually talk about um, how you can guard against that by having boundaries and helping to strengthen your ability to cope with that. Um, but then we have compassionate empathy. I honestly didn't know there were so many different types. Right. Okay. So compassionate empathy is the most active form. It involves not only having concern for the other person and sharing their emotional pain, but also helping to take practical steps to reduce it. So uh, this is for all those people, you know, in the federal parliament who might be looking at getting some empathy training. I'm wondering whether it will include these components. And I guess compassionate empathy, to be quite serious, would be one of the very, very important ones. Yes, I think they might have the intellectual cupboard. I think so. Mm. Being in politics, there might be tick. Big tick. Big tick and maybe on a… Recognition of prior learning for that one. You wouldn't have to even go to the class. RPL. RPL. Yep. And and they could probably go to module two yes. um, and have a look at the emotional, emotional one. Maybe they might know how to apply that in their own family situation, but sending that out to others, they may not. And no. so, you know, maybe there might be some work to do to there. To do there, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Building them up to then Building module up to three. Module three. See, we've already designed it. What I are we have. doing? We've done I it. I love it. Give us a call, guys. We yeah, know all this. We can do it for you. <laughs> and, and then there's some information on how to develop empathy at work. So that's really interesting. Oh, yes. You can practice a few techniques like giving people your full attention, listening empathetically, using body language in a positive way, mm-hmm. mindful listening, all those sorts of things, oh. um, and taking action uh, to demonstrate your compassionate empathy. Right. So mm. there might be another module called listening, ah. listening to your audience and yes. actually knowing what they need. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a really important one, isn't really it? Really yeah. listening Listening to as opposed to just hearing. Yes, that's, that's right. it. Exactly. Uh-huh. Um, and... So there is also some signs uh, when someone might lack empathy. So watch out for these. Uh, They are usually highly critical of other people. They can't control their own emotions. (laughs) They seem immune or unaware of other people's feelings. They accuse people of being overly sensitive (laughs) when they're upset. 
they overreact and they can't admit when they're wrong. So yes. just some little telltale little signs. signs. And there's also some mental illnesses that are attached to this. Yes, there well. are. Oh, yeah, uh, some... such as Asperger's. And the whole range of uh, people on the spectrum. On the well, spectrum, spectrum, that's right. I, I don't yeah. want Which is a whole different conversation. Yes, mm. that's a, they, yep. they all do have Absolutely. the ability to. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah. Mm. That's, that's right. Exactly. So um, now the other thing that's important about this that w- w- when I was reading through it, I, uh, my research is fascinating actually, I found that um, back to the present with the, what's going on in Parliament, the Nationals – the National Party have decided that they're going to undergo empathy training. Where are you going? Yeah, so they're going for it. Um, and they have a separate course for the Junior Co- Coalition Party, which is what they are. Um, now, the Deputy Prime Minister, Michael McCormack, uh, announced this, I think, today. He said that the National Party Room has agreed to undergo empathy training to improve their workplace culture. If we can learn from an expert... This is what he actually said. This isn't a shovel. It's a quote. I think I. Um, it's on the insiders, wasn't it? And, <laughs> and actually learn a few tips on how not to only be better ourselves, but how to call out others for it. Then I think that's a good thing, Mr. McCormack said. Mm-hmm. So that will be interesting. Um, so as I said, my question is: empathy training is empathy training. The answer to stop people from doing all sorts of horrible things and inappropriate behaviour right across the board, is it? Mm. Not might the be part answer. of the answer. Mm. But yes, yeah. indeed. Part yeah. of the answer, perhaps, anyway. yes. yes. So that then ends our empathy training. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Well, I know you sort of spoke a little bit about our politicians in particular. A little bit. There's a little yes. bit of... A little bit. Um, yeah. A little bit of helpful coaching for helpful our... Helpful coaching yes. for our politicians. Ah. Well... And, and you mentioned that wasn't from the shovel. No. Um, I do have an article from ah. the shovel that, um, <laughs> that is quite apt for the information that we are getting in our news reels lately. This one is a satirical piece and it's titled New Game Show. Can you get fired from a Scott Morrison government? Actually, no. <laughs> I think you had dibs on that one. No, that's all right. You can go. I'm going to go this oh, one. Oh, you've because, got the other one. Because yeah. I liked this one yeah. a little bit more. Yes, related to me and my... Addiction with um, streaming services. Yeah. Yes. Well, this one's actually government shifts to Netflix model of political scandals, <laughs> dropping all 483 episodes at once. So, in what it says is a win for consumers, the federal government has moved to a Netflix model of political scandal distribution, releasing three years' worth of content all at once. <laughs> a spokesperson for the government said in 2021, people wanted to be able to access scandals at their own pace rather than the traditional model which saw them released one every few months or so. It's about choice one person might be interested in learning about a gay sex orgy during question time, whereas others might prefer a story of a man who often over a desk. Um, This new model, you can dip in and dip out at your own pace, the spokesperson said. He admitted that the the sheer number of scandals to choose from could be overwhelming. A lot of people are still stuck on episode one, the cover-up of a sexual assault of a female staffer. But the point is to move quickly through episodes so that you soon forget about the rape accusation and instead focus on Certain behaviour in a prayer room. Um, Another 40 episodes will be released tomorrow. So just a little indication of just how much fodder there is coming out of our parliamentary uh, 
no Parliament at the moment. There is material. no shortage of things to write satirical articles on. No. And, you know, it could be a Netflix streaming, um, uh, you know, could be a new streaming service. I, I like the idea of the 467 satire. episodes or whatever it is because that's they, they'd have them all lined up. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Uh, we're going to go to something a little bit different now. A, a really great song called Cover Me in Sunshine. I love this one. Mm. By Pink. And uh, it is 20 minutes to five here on Big Live Conversation. But you know what? Aretha just wants I've to just, speak. Aretha wanted to sing again. So we're just going Possibly to um, that, uh, get that piece. sorted and go here to Cover Me in Sunshine. A little bit different. 94.1 FM, 3WBC. Tunes and I there with Fly Away, great track. And before that, I did mention Cover Me in Sunshine, uh, a song by Pink, but also you would have heard her beautiful little daughter, Willow, uh, who has a lovely voice. She was part of that song as well. So some feel-good music for you at uh, 14 minutes to five, Barbara. Indeed. And um, speaking of feel-good, um, well, actually, you, maybe you might have mixed feelings about this, but I saw a really interesting film um, in, in the last week. I uh, actually had the cinema all to myself for this particular really? session, which is a long wow. time since that's happened. Oh, I felt wow. like very privileged. Um, this is at the Sun Cinema um, over in Yeovil, that great little little Art Deco cinema there. Um, this is called The Last Vermeer. Now, you might remember a few years ago, uh, George Clooney starred in a film called The Monuments Men. I think Matt Damon was in it too. And it was about uh, the Allies' attempts to uh, recover a lot of stolen artwork um, that the Nazis had purloined from very many uh, Jewish yeah. collectors. Yep. Yeah. Well, this is, I guess it's got a similar sort of theme. Mm-hmm. It stars our own wonderful Guy Pearce. I'm a big Guy Pearce fan. I freely admit that now. And he's um, actually plays the role of the Dutch forger, and this is based on a true story, Han van Meegeren. Now, van Meegeren was um, a very colourful character, no pun intended. He was an artist, but he was a, a forger as well, and he was a dealer, an, an art dealer. And um, he, now his, his claim to fame and notoriety um, was that he managed to fake a, a Vermeer painting and sell it to Hermann Goering during World War II for an absolutely astronomical sum. Uh, he was obviously a very clever artist himself initially, but I had a bit of a chip on his shoulder because he had um, uh, felt sort of slighted by the art, art critics of the day. Um, but he's obviously clever enough to be able to pass off um, as his uh, as, as a Vermeer a painting that he had created to look like um, the famous uh, Vermeer. Um, and uh, the, of course, for those of you who are not aware, thinking of Vermeer, I know that name. Think of Girl with a Pearl Earring and yes, some of those famous yes. works. Um, of course, a, f- a famous Dutch artist. Um, anyway, um, and this this painting is uh, about is called Christ um, and the Adulteress. Uh, anyway, to cut a long story short, as you may say, it's set uh, just after World War Two, uh, and, so in, and just as the, the war has finished uh, in Europe, and um, the law finally catches up with him. Um, and um, this is Han van Meegelen, and uh, basically he's being regarded. As well, his his reputation hangs on the fact as to whether or not was was he actually trying to profit from dealings with the Nazis, or was he actually playing a huge trick on the Nazis? And it all boils down to was that a real Vermeer that he sold, or was it not? So it becomes a ah. fascinating. It, was, it becomes a fascinating court case. And um, anyway, so 
you know, and I have to say Guy Pearce is absolutely wonderful uh, in the role of the very mercurial um, and rather decadent uh, uh, Van Meegeren. Um, and this, bo- this actual story has inspired a, a book by Jonathan Lopez on mm. which the screenplay is based. So in the 1930s, uh, apparently art scholars were still learning about Vermeer's relatively small output and so they were receptive to the possibility that there were, were actually more paintings to be um, located. Um, and apparently uh, he also – now this is a, a, a apparently more controversial claim that uh, is mentioned – um, he, he suggests that the scholars' supposedly expert judgment was distorted by the Nazi love of kitsch. Um, anyway, so so anyway, it's, it's a fascinating story, um, uh, and, it, and it raises questions about uh, what people do to survive in, um, in in difficult times. The guy who is actually investigating um, uh, Van Meegeren, um, the, uh, uh, the he's, a, he's a military guy. Um, his name is Joseph Piller. Um, and he actually arrested and interrogate. He arrests and interrogates him, um, and you find him feeling at once, uh, you know, very. And he's actually Jewish himself, which complicates the issue a little bit as well. So his feelings about uh, Van Meegeren are, well, he was a traitor, and he profited by his associations with the Nazis. Um, but then again, it's complicating factors because his own wife um, actually worked, for, um, pretended to uh, work for the Nazis, which is actually uh, working for the resistance, and um, and had possibly to make some compromises in her own personal life. Mm. Um, anyway, it's, there's some fascinating moral and ethical questions, apart from the whole idea about uh, what makes good art and uh, uh, and what makes not so good art. Uh, anyway, I found it really intriguing. It was a little slow. Um, it did in, in parts, and you know, perhaps I thought you know, perhaps they could have perhaps cut a little or had a bit of tighter editing. But the director Dan Friedkin um, uh, has actually presented it beautifully. It's it's very very believable in terms of the whole setting of uh, of um, bombed out Rotterdam and the devastation, of course, that um, Europe faced uh, after after the war. And anyway, it's, it has to say that. Um, uh, it has to be said that Guy, just the, the performance of Guy himself, I think, is wonderful. He's um, a very talented guy. I've always been a big fan. And um, you might remember him, in, in, of course, in movies, of course, as um, a rather over-the-top character in Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. But you might remember yes. Memento um, as being another great film. Yeah. And uh, in, he's got to, in, great and, actor. And, and uh, he is a wonderful so actor. coming out that he's hosting too. Yes, I think mm. so. And also he's... Um, uh, being part of a book that's just come out, written uh, compiled by Samuel Johnson, Letters to My Mother. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, he's a multi-talented guy. He's also a musician. Um, and, uh, yeah, as Triple I say, threat. Yeah, exactly. He's, um, <laughs> and I'm, I must admit, I was never a fan of, of the Neighbours stuff, but, of course, he got an early start in Neighbours. But so he's gone on to, to bigger and better things. But for those of you interested in art or history um, or and uh, on just uh, uh, the fascination of, um, of uh, people who perhaps have... Uh, Gotten on the the wrong side of the law, and uh, it's you know it's 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 intriguing, and um, and that's the last for Mia. It's rated M, and it's in cinemas, oh, in selected cinemas now. Excellent, and, uh, I recommend it. And if you can get a cinema to yourself, all the better. Exactly. Which Barbara did. I I'm like, know. how did how you do exciting. that? And it was particularly exciting to be wandering around mask free in the past <gasps> few days. Anyway, oh, hasn't yeah. it been? Hey, actually, that's it's really interesting you say that. I don't know whether anyone else has felt this, but it, when it was masks off on Saturday morning, oh, when yes. I went to the supermarket. Market, fun, fun. I was, I felt almost naked. I'm like, hang on, yes. I don't feel right. Mm, yes. Isn't it weird? And then, like, 12 months ago, when we started wearing masks, it was so foreign and uh, to us, and that felt crazy. And I'm like, I cannot do this. And yes. now, 
um, so used to it and yes, feel quite odd. I noticed odd. Um, in the supermarket I was at actually that there was still, I reckon at least ooh, 30% of the people I saw still had masks, were st- wearing yes, them. Yes. So, um, yeah. We Fair had that in the too. clinic too, although one of my clients came to see me for the first time because they said, I can come here and sit and not have my glasses fog up with my mask on. <laughs> yes. And I said, well, clinic, clinical profile is uh, we're going to still wear ours. Yes. So, um, yes. It's, not, it's not masks off uh, everywhere, is it? No. Yeah. No, no, it's but, not. Uh, she assured me that for, as a, as a um, patient that she was allowed to not wear hers. <laughs> She Interesting. Knows. And actually, she I have to say, rules. even though I've spent months complaining about these masks, mm. I have to think, to, thought, they actually sometimes could cover a multitude of sins. If your skin wasn't particularly good, Nick, think, bad doesn't lipstick. matter, I'll just put on the mask. <laughs> exactly. Right. Bad lipstick day, bad dental day, whatever it might have been. Um, yeah, so uh, there was, I guess you can always find a silver lining. Can't That's you? right. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and one place where there was uh, absolutely no masks but lots and lots of people on the weekend, we did a little bit of a um, – Reconnaissance back to the Yarra Valley is a kind of a oh. entertainment for our children at the same time uh, entertainment for a bit of pre-birthday celebration. So we went back to De Bortoli and had a nice little hamper of cheese oh, and biscuits yum. and a little sampling of wine. Not yeah. for the kids um, though. But outside, no. yes, so they could run around in the vines and, and go a little bit mad. So very family friendly actually. You can very just get nice. little hampers and you can head off. But there yeah. was uh, just down the road uh, in Dixon's Creek is the Chocolatery. Oh, yes. I know. Uh, it's a very large factory of beautiful chocolates <laughs> of every shape, kind and sort and every moulding of bunny rabbit shape and egg shape oh, that you yes. can possibly Everything. imagine. So, yes, so there was certainly um, a lot to, to partake there. But if you were looking for something to do over the school holidays, um, there's some really good family-friendly wineries out there. And if you're looking for a, a better quality chocolate than the – lovely shiny silver wrapped versions that you can get in your supermarket that would be a, a better place to get it without the preservatives and artificial colorings and flavorings that are out there yeah absolutely a little bit upmarket and that's what i was thinking for my kids a little bit more upmarket and less and less less, less being of it. more yes. yes that's a really good point yes. and and that uh, that cho- they don't call it a chocolate factory do they what do they call it a chocolatery a chocolatery <laughs> that chocolatery is magnificent i've been to it i was there in january but that chocolatery is replicated in outside of lawn no, on the way back from Lawn, I think, Great Ocean Road. Is there oh, another yeah. one? There's another one. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it, it, they are, they're worth going to as well just to see how they have they present the beautiful chocolates. And you, you've got a viewing window. You do have a viewing window. And kids the can make their made. own. So there's they actually, have classes. they can go in and have mm. classes or you can go and make shoe pastry mm, or yeah. you can, um, you know, make a, a specific item, have high tea yes. uh, or really some fun things to do uh, over the school holidays. But um, just while you were talking about entertainment side of things, Barbara, there's um, a few things coming up for the school holidays yes. Uh, yes. that just popped into my inbox from the Mariner Group. Oh, uh, so David it. Williamson's The Midnight Gang is on at the Regent Theatre oh. from the 9th to the 11th of April. Is that based on the is it David Williams? William, yeah, David Williams is... Um, 
well, I said Williamson, didn't I? But it was Williams' uh, book. So his series, and there's quite a few different plays on, but The Midnight Gang is this particular one, and it's based on the book by the same name. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a Sean the Sheep's Circus show oh, yes. as well. <laughs> um, so that is also on at the Regent Theatre between the 14th and 18th of April as well. Um, so some interesting, fun things to do on the entertainment front for kids yes. if you're staying home and staying close to Melbourne during the school holidays. Yeah. Are your kids uh, Lego fans, Nicole? Oh, yes, they might be. Still, most to my sore feet, um, <laughs> much to my sore feet's uh, absolute, you know, horror. Um, it, it is in several big boxes that sit underneath beds and um, supposed in to sit cupboards, underneath beds, yes. and they get wheeled out every so often. And and then creations get made and they're all over the house. Oh dear! And at the moment, yes, uh, they are out. So right. and this is whether you're nine or you're thirteen. There is Lego entertainment. I was in going our to say house. because a team of craftspeople led by Ryan McNaught have created the largest Lego brick experience in Australian history. I don't know if you heard about this. Ooh. It was constructed over ten thousand hours. Jurassic World by Brickman <gasps> will immerse Ooh. you among life-size dinosaurs. According to this, wow. it's running from April the first. No, it's not April Fool's Day. Joke until May the thirty-first from nine a.m. to five p.m. at the Melbourne Convention and Exhibition Centre. Um, and uh, that sounds like it could be a bit of fun. If you do that kind of thing. Yes. Look, I think, well, we've been to the the start of the year at the exhibition buildings. They do have a Lego exhibition and people do attend and apply to attend. And there's constructions that have been built throughout that previous year that are on display. Oh, wow. And it's really, really amazing. And also, of course, purchasing off Lego. And yes. uh, oh, we've, we've been, we haven't that. been, well, obviously it wasn't on last year, but um, we uh, we went in previous years and much, much entertainment had by all. So, yeah, I can imagine that could be a big, big winner. Yes, I'm sure. <laughs> I can't even believe it's school holiday time again. I know. Mm. Well, it's a little bit early because Easter's early. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's so. right. Yeah. So, but the, but you know, I I know we all love to travel, and it would be great if if we had that freedom right now. We don't necessarily. We've still got some restrictions on us, but it is great to look in your own backyard, so to speak, for some of the great things that are on. And so, of course, in Melbourne, there's great things and uh, surrounding regional areas as well. Absolutely. We're thinking of just taking a little day trip, perhaps to Bendigo, because. You can. I love Bendigo. And, and there's a wonderful exhibition. The exhibition. Oh, yes. Isn't that the Mary, Mary Quant? Quant? Yes. yes. Whose actual name I found out uh, recently, da- she's Dame Mary Quant, but her actual Dame. full name is Dame Barbara Mary Quant. And yes, my oh. full name is Barbara Mary. Well, I was actually hyphen, christened it with a wow. hyphen, so there, there you go. There you go, Barbara but, Mary. Uh, you know, she kept the Mary and I kept the Barbara. So. Barbara Mary. Huh? Barbara oh, Mary. Very regal sounding. It is. Oh, I was found a bit of a mouthful myself, but that with is all due respect to my dear departed parents. They did very well, Barbara Mary. It's five o'clock here on Big Life Conversation. Uh, Stay with us because we are going to be speaking with our wonderful guest very shortly, Dolly Diamond, who is Eilish. Therefore, we are at three minutes past five, Big Life Conversation. Barbara Nicole and Jacinta with you right up till six o'clock tonight. But before that, uh, I did mention, stay with us very shortly. Our interview with Dolly Diamond, Melbourne's Queen of Cabaret, is coming up very shortly. But before that, Nicole Queen of Chocolate. Has- 
Queen of Chocolate <laughs> and Queen of Easter Tips, uh, Queen apparently. Of Easter Tips because I need these tips better than anyone else. Oh. I do love um, chocolate and Easter yes. whilst it has these brightly coloured tin foil, uh, which is really the exact opposite of being healthy, um, <laughs> is quite synonymous with chocolate eggs. It so um, what I wanted to give you is a couple of tips and there, there is 10 here, but I'll start with the first five. Uh, to help you negotiate Easter and break uh, any of those overindulgence records that you may have set previously uh, because it doesn't have to be synonymous with eating sugar uh, and Uh, having a sugar overdose. mm -hmm. So the tip number one is go go cold turkey and and that means two things. One is no chocolate or B, start (laughs) with having a good turkey lunch. Turkey full of good tryptophan, which is a precursor for serotonin, which makes us feel good. Turkey is an amazing protein. It's very lean. You have that for your lunch. You serve it for the rest of the week in sandwiches and salads. Um, An amazing protein. So you could start there and have... Your good food before you have your chockey and hopefully stave off or get the feeling that you might get from having a bit of chocolate mm. from your turkey dinner. You know, that messes with my brain a bit, oh. though, because Easter for me has always been associated with roast lamb wow. and turkey with Christmas. There but you go. Also well, fish you can. Fish and the seafood can I be do oh, fish. Yeah. I do fish. fish mm. And because I'm a, I'm a pescatarian, yes. it's very easy. So we always do fish on the Friday. And I'm yeah. Catholic, so I do fish on Friday. <laughs> yeah. So for your Sunday, though, you can do the turkey. Turkey. Oh, so I, turkey. I like it. Yeah. And, of course, your fish is full of great omega-3 if you're talking salmon or an oily yes. fish like mackerel or sardines. So mm. we're tricking our brains a bit tricking with Tricking our brains, Nicole. feeling mm. quite positive and okay. not needing that. Uh, tip number two is save the best to last. And I was just saying off air that I did this with my kids um, over the weekend where we had all of our good food first before heading to mm. the chocolate. So yep. kids, you can't kids. have your chocolate first. We have to eat <laughs> our lunch and our breakfast first. Wow. Um, and so we get the good layering of the good nutrients first um, and then we are less likely to head too much in the sweet stuff direction. So um, mm. your enjoyment can still be the same, but mm. perhaps the the hunger satisfaction is not being done with the chocolate as well as uh, the good food. Similar to the philosophy of my mum, which was eat your dinner first and then yes. you can have dessert, but that's you've yes, got to eat it all. Similar to that. Yes, yes, that it's it's madness. It's true. Yeah, exactly. Right. So you, you can avoid or, or can reduce the sugar spike. Yep. Yeah. That's exactly right. In fact, we came home from our weekend where we went to winery and had lovely lunch hamper and then went to the chocolatery and, and and we purchased a few things there. We, we sampled one when we got home and we had such a sugar rush from one piece that we went, whoa, and everyone put it down and didn't want to have any more. Oh, really? So wow. That's really? what happened to us. Um, that's a good sign. Mind you, chocolate-coated fudge is probably the... Uh, uh, you know, sugar times sugar <laughs> was um, the third one is snack often. So making sure that over Easter you have your good yogurt, your fruit about, mm. your nice smoothies, some avocado, those turkey sandwiches that we mentioned before. Yes. Snacking, keeping your sugar levels in check will stop that chocolate desire um, and reduce the sweet intake. Um, the fourth one is drink water. 
We yes. all know oh, when we yes. have our fluids and we have lots of sugar, we do need to dilute that so that yes. our insulin, our poor pancreas doesn't get a workout as well. Mm. So making sure that you have good swigs of water to wash it all and dilute it so we don't pickle ourselves silly. <laughs> um, and it's also <laughs> quite nice to not have any high calorie drink with yes. the chocolate because you're just adding an extra whammy in there as so well. Agree. When you say swig, I think whiskey, but not whiskey. <laughs> no. Swig of, you know swig. how they say swig of whiskey, oh, but we're saying swig of water. Swig of water. Mm. Okay. Yes. Right. Always talking water, always talking fluids when I'm talking water. Talking water, water. can I ask fresh water, tap water, I mean water, does it matter, do you think? <sighs> Look, I, I stick to the old tap water. Yep. Um, I do oh. have a filter and you yep. can filter yes. your water. Um, I'm possibly a little bit lazy in that department. And we've just recently purchased a soda fountain Ooh. and uh, we're having bubbles in our water at the moment too. So mm. that just makes it a little bit more Very fun. Yes. Making Special. your own, own berry cordial for the leftover fruit. <laughs> wow. Good idea. Oh, nice. So that's a nice way too. And the last one for the first five is don't put all your eggs in one basket. Uh-huh. <laughs> in fact, if you're not serious about healthy Easter, don't put any eggs in it at all. Instead, <laughs> go for a lavish basket of local or exotic fruit or how about some fresh veggies and cut into sticks with delicious dips either way you've got healthy snacks for an Easter party um, mm. or have those in your pantry for an Easter picnic um, or have the real thing a real egg, a boiled egg you oh, like love. the lovely yeah. Greek stew, they dye delicious. their eggs in Paper, bright, yes. bright colours mm. and red and then they eat them so nice. um, a real egg is going to give you much more nutrients than your chalky <laughs> wrapped in foil yes. number Five good tips for a little bit of discipline over Mm -hmm. Easter. A little bit of restraint, but Mm. still some fun, Nicole. Five more coming up before six o'clock. Am I correct? You are. That's it. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to go to a break. Uh, Stay with us. Our interview with Dolly Diamond is coming right up. You're on 94.1 FM, 3WBC. Very long track from Metallica. Great song, though. Nothing Else Matters. Coming up to 15 minutes past five here on Big Life Conversation. And we have a fantastic guest coming up for you in just a moment. It's over to you, Barbara. I'd like to welcome to the show Ms Dolly Diamond, who's uh, presenting a, a spectacular kind of program by the sound of it at uh, Chapel Off Chapel um, from the 21st to the 24th. 4th of April, star for a night. Thank you so much for taking time out to join us, Dolly. I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Now, Dolly, this is a, a great idea and it's particularly exciting, of course, uh, because so many of us have been uh, trying to uh, come out of hibernation, uh, yeah. particularly in Melbourne and regarding the arts. But we, we all love um, Chapel of Chapel. I know in the studio here we've been there many times and, and you actually helped um, or Chapel of Chapel helped sustain many arts buffs uh, over the COVID period with um, with some online performances. But this time we can actually get back and see uh, everyone live in, in their full glory. Is that right? Well, yes. And, you know, look, we love... I mean, online was wonderful and, you know, there'll always be in a, an arena for that. But there is nothing like being in the room... And being live, uh, you know, as you mentioned, and I, I love that. I, I mean, I, I love an audience. I think you don't do this job 
if you don't love an audience. That's exactly right. Yeah. Now, I'm interested, actually, of course, to talk about some of these wonderful sounding guests that you're, uh, you're going to be um, joined by. But yeah. also like to know a little bit about yourself, if we may. Would mm-hmm. it be fair to say that you possibly um, had a role model, um, I had Dame Edna Everidge as one of your role models? Would that be a fair, fair Well, I listen, you wouldn't be wrong. Um, I, I, I greatly admire Dame Edna and, uh, well, what a career. I mean, I'd be very grateful if I could, you know, uh, emulate that. <laughs> and, um, but no, I think I love that humour as well. Yes. And... Uh, I mean, I, I guess it is a little similar in that way with what I do. I love to make uh, an audience laugh. I don't mind the odd squirm, you know, um, <laughs> but I never want to make anybody feel uncomfortable. That's always been my way. Yes. And, um, you know, it's all, we, we're, we're all there to laugh. Nobody wants to be made to feel, you know, silly or anything. Or but awkward. No, that's exactly. true. Exactly. Yes, I don't go for the easy ones. Um, I don't mind the challenge, um, but now we've got to laugh. And as you mentioned before, we need that laughter now more than ever, don't we? Absolutely. We certainly do. Now, Dolly's going to ask you actually about um, about the lineup um, at Chapel of Chapel. Uh, you've got there's some wonderful people uh, helping you out, which, yeah. which is basically. Uh, can you just explain the format? It's a song contest, is a competition. Is well, that right? it, it is. It's, I mean, really, it's a comedy. Uh, in the sense that um, it's based on a British television show, which is stars in their eyes. And uh, what we're doing is we have a contestant come out and they, um, you know, they have a mundane job, you know, which is only for comedy purposes. And I'm not saying anybody's job is mundane. (laughs) And uh, when they go through the glittery curtain and then they come out ready as, a celebrity um, that they're going to impersonate, oh, wow. i.e. Amy Winehouse or Elton John. Oh. Um, but on each of these nights, um, our contestant goes through and then he goes, tonight, Dolly, I'm going to be Bob Down. <laughs> and then Bob Down comes through. Um, and Bob Down is doing our opening night. And then we've got, on the next night, we've got the fabulous Sylvie Palladino, right. who we all adore. And then, um, oh, Legs 11, Rhonda Birchmore. And then our last night is with Lucy Holmes, who is an absolutely gorgeous girl and uh, does Kylie Minogue. Oh, wow. Fabulous. Yes. So it's going to be an absolute hoot. And you're going to have live musicians accompanying these people as well? No live musicians. I mean, I love working with a band, um, obviously. But with all the COVID rules, it's going to be easier with all our numbers that we've already got in it. Sure. Um, Musicians and room and everything like that. Um, So we'll have gorgeous, glamorous backing tracks and... uh, but it'll feel live in there, you know. I mean, it's, as you mentioned, it's a great room. Um, and you can imagine with that line-up and, and me there, it is going to be live. Oh, it's be a hoot. Yes. Yeah. Are, are you in the big space or the loft yes. or the little space? Yes. in the big space. I demanded it. I demanded of course. It. Of course, yes. sure. Yes. But most you know, fitting. I, 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 I love the loft. That's, 
the other little one. Um, but no, I, you know, size is everything and mm. you know what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> totally the, know what you mean. Calls for the big space. And now this yeah. actually um, is, is a part of really what, actually what was the Midsummer Festival, which has become the Autumn Festival, the Comedy Festival. Is that right? It's yes. been moved. Well, yes. It's, you know, it's normally in January we would have been doing this. Yes. Um, but they moved it all now to April. And, uh, well, I don't mind. One of the things I like about it being in autumn is the weather is a little cooler. Yes. Um, and I'm wearing, you know, as you can imagine, everything that's in the wardrobe all at once. Because <laughs> <laughs> we can uh, now. <laughs> well, we can. And, I mean, it's easier if I can, oh, that's really what I, I've got to be honest, I did get, I gain a little weight. Over the lockdown. Didn't a lot of us. Oh, the COVID, yes. oh, the COVID <laughs> kilos, yes. Oh, I know. I, I, the only steps I did was generally to the fridge. Um, <laughs> I am, I'm doing my best to get rid of that and uh, so that I can get into one of my glamorous, gorgeous cans. Oh, lovely oh. And you know what? Well, I, listen, I've got no chance with Rhonda being in it anyway. Oh, my goodness. No. Yes, that's a bit of, no, bit of a the competition legs. there, certainly. Oh, wow. I was yeah. going to ask you about your, um, your wardrobe designer or your costume designer. Are you at liberty to talk about where your costumes come from? Oh, we're all over, really. I have a couple of um, uh, lovely males that um, design them. Mm. It's always the men that know how to trip the oh, women. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they, they'll, um, they'll be busy at the moment. I've given them my business what I would love. And, uh, no, they're amazing. And, it's you know, it's always sequins and Sparkle everything. And that's oh, I was going to ask that. You have you to have, have sequins everywhere. Yes. Mm. A bit oh, of it's so bloody annoying, isn't it? And you can wear as many undergarments as you like. Yes. But you've <laughs> got to go somewhere. That's right. You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Ah, oh, that's lovely. And I'm a big fan of Bob Down as well. I don't think I've seen oh. him in more than a safari suit. So <laughs> I'm wondering yes. if he's going to be glamming up. Well, I've, you, listen, you know he will. I mean, it's um, now they'll all be out doing me. They'll do their best. I mean, <laughs> I, I know all of them, obviously. Um, that's why I've asked them along. And then I'm lucky in that I, you know, have worked with them over the years. And uh, yeah, no, but they know that I'll be dressing up, and they'll be they'll be doing exactly the same. <laughs> a bit of healthy competition. That's right. Oh, I love it. Look, I love that. And yeah. as long as I win, that's right. Exactly, as long as you win, you will no. be the star. <laughs> exactly. Um, but no, it's um, it's going to be a laugh, and uh, yeah, Dolly Diamond's star for a night, and uh, we we want everybody to come along. Yeah, absolutely, Dolly. And I think that we all will be there. It, people are just absolutely so ready to get out and about and to have a good yeah, laugh as well. Exactly you, you know, that's right. A little bit of lightheartedness is really good. And just yeah. while we're talking, I want to mention uh, that we are speaking about the shows. There's only going to be five shows. Yeah. Uh, well, you get the opportunity from Wednesday the 21st to Saturday the 24th of April at 8pm. Um, yes. So we have the details on our Facebook page about getting tickets as well for you. Yes, I don't know. We've not all met. This isn't right. Is it? No. no, we would oh. love to meet you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, we've got to rectify that. I think we will do that. That would be fantastic. Yes. We're very excited yes. about this show. It sounds fantastic. Fantastic. Love it. Mm, lovely. Wonderful. Bit of a laugh, I think, and I'm looking forward yes. to some uh, sparkle and some some little, you know, maybe the audience could dress up as well. Oh. I'm well, thinking. Well, we'll fuck up, yes. Up. I'm thinking you know, I, I think it's a good excuse. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 
be right. And dust off our sequins. And Dolly, are you, uh, can you possibly tell us about uh, some future plans for the, for the rest of the year theatrically? Are you uh, allowed to speak about anything else that's, that's coming up that we should be aware of? Well, I am. I mean, it's only that um, the idea is with this one, we want to go on the road with it. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah. Fantastic. And uh, that way we can go from state to state and uh, bring it, you know, uh, around and and get local celebrities. You know, I wouldn't be able to, you know, get Rhonda and Bob Town on the road, not, not with their rider. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, Absolutely. But that sounds great. That would be a great show to take on the road. Minus yes, Queensland I mean, at the moment. Yes, and Byron oh, Bay no, perhaps. Yes, right. It's a bit sad. Well, we had our go, didn't we? We no, did we more than did. enough. Yes, yes. Right. I mean, look, they'll get over it. They'll be all right. They'll, um, you it's know, three days. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's true. It's all relative. Oh, yeah. That's wonderful. So yes. will you be taking it um, to regional areas or the, the big cities or do you know at this stage yet? I don't know, no, um, but obviously that is what we wanted to. I mean, I I was in Geelong recently um, doing a Dolly Parton show. Oh, great. Um, we love Dolly. Yes, at, uh, uh, we were in uh, at Jeep Hack at the Geelong Performing Arts Centre, oh, yes. or Geelong Arts Centre, I think it is now. Yes. And, uh, you know, I mean, I've got to go to Geelong. I love it in Geelong mm. and Ballarat. Oh, and, I mean, you know, yeah. Yeah, for me, I love out on the road. I, that's, a, that's a good life for me. I like it. Absolutely. Lots of fun. Fantastic. Yeah, All the beautiful regional the centres. Yeah. Yes. Fantastic. And the cabaret festival's coming up as well. Do we know down the track at this stage that you might be involved in? No, I do know that it is on. I know that. Oh, that's um, a start. Okay. Yes, in June. And uh, I won't be doing that, um, but I will be doing uh, a little, a few gigs in the week before it, I believe. Uh-huh. Um, but we're not announcing that yet either. Okay, so we'll keep our eyes and ears, ears peeled for that. And, uh... Yeah, well, I'll be back on. I'm, I'm going to come back on. <laughs> Good for you. And have a natural with you, love. Fantastic. Yes. That would be lovely. We would and love that. Dolly, there are lots of other roles that you fulfil as well. I'm just reading about you being an ambassador for Guide Dogs Victoria. Yes. That's yes. lovely. Idiot, isn't it? I mean, I, I love what I do, and mm. it's very, very easy. Um, you know, for you get up there and you enjoy your life, and uh, you know, I'm I'm all right when it's um, payday as well. You know, you stick out your hand and you get your money. You know, it used to be in a brown envelope. Nowadays, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I think it's up to us, you know, to be able to give back. Yeah. And uh, I am, I, I absolutely. Absolutely love everything that I do with the guide dogs, and um, oh, it really makes you know it's all very well you do it, um, but you've got to feel like you're able to commit, and yes. uh, you know that you get something out of it as well, yeah, rather exactly. than just being there, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I absolutely love it. Excellent, and, and we're all um, dog lovers on this program too. Um, oh, I mean, you know, I, I, I get listen. I get on well with somebody who's not a dog lover, but they're not really a mate. You always know the difference. You know, a little something extra in somebody's heart. Yeah, that's right. So true. I think so too. <laughs> yeah, a little you sparkle. Know. Well, yeah. th- thanks so much, Dolly, for joining us, and uh, do break um, a leg um, uh, during the the show. Uh, of course, I mean that uh, not uh, literally. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Chookers and all that. <laughs> but, um, yeah. And we look forward to um, 
to catching a performance uh, uh, either between the twenty uh, from the twenty first or the twenty fourth of April. People can book um, online. Is that right? Or yes, they can call the uh, box office there at uh, Chapel Hill. Yes, all at Chapel. Yes, get the tickets there. That's yes. the easiest. And again, we'll pop that on our uh, Facebook page, Big Life Conversation. Wonderful. And we cannot wait to see you all sequined up, Dolly. Thank you so Thank much you, Dolly, for joining and us. Happy Easter. And happy Easter. Oh, happy and, and, and just before you leave us, just as you leave us, we're going to play a song from one of your guests, um, Bob Down with I Will Survive. So we thought that oh, might be fitting. Um, any better than that. <laughs> absolutely. Many, many thanks for joining us. Thanks, thanks a lot. Bye-bye, Dolly. Bye-bye, Dolly. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. I will survive. Big fan of Bob Dan. Big fan. 28 minutes to see. And Mark Trevorrow, his good friend. Oh, a very good <laughs> friend, I hear. Don't we love it? Now, we've played this track because, yes, Bob, that's enough now. <laughs> we played that track because we were just speaking to the lovely Dolly Diamond, Melbourne's Queen of Cabaret, about her show coming up. Uh, it's going to be on Little uh, Chapel Off Chapel. Little Chapel Street in Paran, of course, if you've been into that beautiful space, it is a great place to see this sort of theatre. And I think it will be quite theatrical, spectacular and sequined. Absolutely. All of the above. I think absolutely fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. Five Mm -hmm. shows only, Wednesday the 21st to Saturday the 24th of April at 8pm. Very civilised time to go to see such a wonderful show. Uh, Saturday the 24th, though, you could go at four o'clock. If you oh, want there's to. also you a, do a matinee. Yeah. You can do the old matinee and still wear your sequins that's at four o'clock. Yeah. I think that's entirely okay. It is appropriate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's appropriate. That's coming 12. up for the uh, yep. the long weekend is around Anzac Day too at that time. Yes, yes that, that, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Um, and tickets are very reasonable. Full full price tickets are thirty seven ninety and thirty two for concession. So it's pretty good. You can go to uh, chapeloffchapel.com.au or indeed dollydiamond.com.au. And if you go to that site, I'm sure you'll see some sequins. You will, <laughs> I think. I imagine and we <laughs> more think, than one. We <laughs> think that this will be. Wonderful. So a big thank you to Dolly Diamond Mm. for joining us. Yes, indeed. Looking forward to that show. So, oh, sorry. I also need to mention on our Facebook page the details will be as well. Big Life Conversation. Also on our Facebook page is a few little healthy Easter recipes that are healthy pre-posted and these ones are from Teresa Cutter the healthy chef who Ah, I love Uh, she talks about two wonderful recipes one of which is the hot cross bun smoothie um, which just looks amazing (laughs) and this is having using almond milk um, Ah. a teaspoon of your own favorite chai latte blend um, a couple of tablespoons of uh, protein powder if you would like mm. handful of cashews and some ice mixed together top with cinnamon beautiful <gasps> that sounds great beautiful little smoothie um, so you could enjoy it either cold or warm that one They're cold um, or hot and you could also check out there's a hot cross bun recipe there it's a gluten free one yeah uh, with some beautiful there's some spelt flour ones and there's some made with buckwheat as well mm-hmm. so uh, for those of you who haven't been able to partake in uh, the hot cross buns you may be able to here but before we spoke with the lovely Dolly Diamond we were speaking about some tips to help you with Easter and some of the little uh, cravings that you might get to partake in chocolate. So I think last time we said with number five, don't put all your eggs in one basket. We're talking about (laughs) eggs in general and eating um, 
eating some eggs, starting with uh, number six, which is eat breakfast. So uh, where my kids might go out on an Easter hunt very, very early in the morning, um, they may want to partake in some chocolate before breakfast. But obviously we said don't uh, do that just yet. You have to have (laughs) your goods before you tuck into that. So don't scramble out of bed, head straight for the chocolate eggs. Um, For a start, you'll get your day off to a sugar rush start with a a nice energy flop for the rest of the day to look (laughs) forward to. So get the day started to um, really well with a healthy breakfast and having those eggs again, real eggs with whole grain toast. You might also like to add this Easter treat then after lunch. Um, So just staving off until lunchtime. Um, number delayed seven, gratification. Delayed yes. gratification. Think, yes. yes, yes, and uh, you may not have the need if you're feeling like the tummy's satisfied. So oh, I don't know that we go that <laughs> Seven is run off the Easter bunny. So, um, you know, start to burn off the Easter eggs. So do you know what it takes to burn off one 50-gram Easter egg? Oh, it's something like uh, running around an oval about 40 times or something, something crazy like that. It's an 80-minute power walk or about 50 minutes of energetic dancing. So um, sort of 50 minutes of high intensity, Mm. 80 minutes of the um, power walking. So if you're getting to eat the eggs be ready to burn them off just as fast Mm. so they don't stick around um eight is quality not quantity Mm. uh the cheap eggs might look more impressive stacked up all bright and colorful um (laughs) but cheap is not cheerful when it comes to your health less is more go for the dark lovely high in cacao content with full of antioxidants mm. 70 80 percent plus so true. have a couple of pieces enjoy them savor them eat them mindfully <laughs> you know i always start by just yeah. smelling the chocolate first mm. smelling yes. spending a few seconds smelling having a little taste um taking a small mouthful letting it melt in the mouth it's making me salivate as i talk about <laughs> that yes. um and then you, the enjoyment is a lot more heightened and the satisfaction happens more quickly too as a result of that so um it is hard to convince the kids sometimes to eat anything else than the (laughs) easter egg chocolate though um but if you set up the process early on my kids are quite happy for some dark chocolate um number 10 the last one size doesn't matter why not savor a mini easter egg once every hour or Mm. two and stay right away from the larger ones. That'll play havoc with the cholesterol. Um, and remember, <laughs> it's all about moderation. Temper your Easter yes. with sensible food choices and a bit of exercise and you'll be the better for it. Um, so that is my little tips for Easter eating very, very and sensible. some nice little recipes online on our Facebook yes, page. Yes, you'll see those on our Facebook page. Yeah, very nice indeed. And... Um, Speaking of Easter, uh, you were talking about those. There are some massive-sized Easter eggs. And I I saw some at a – well, one of those other – Supermarkets that also sells washing machines and, and <laughs> tents and all that. Not the German supermarket. No, yes. not the German one. The, the other one, one. Yeah. The American one. Uh, and yes, uh, that one. They right. had the, that gigantic uh, Easter eggs, like just the most massive things I've ever seen. Seriously, it was, I couldn't get believe diabetes it. just looking at them. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right. and, and they were very expensive. But uh, anyway, I agree with you. It's all in the moderation. But it's isn't that a good point, Nicole? That you've made it before. 
we should all try to eat more slowly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very I mean, I know the slow food movement also means the slow Sweet. eating movement slow perhaps eating. should tie it in. Yeah. I know that and often when we're in a rush, we tend to bolt our food uh, perhaps uh, and, and not slow, slow down and, and savour it because it's not good for our digestive systems. And you, as you're, you're probably thinking uh, as well, um, we don't feel sated if we, uh, as, as quickly as we would if we were eating more slowly and you tend to be it's eating so perhaps possibly more than you actually should be. Yeah. Yes, I know I have to keep on reminding my partner, slow down. And I thought I was yeah. a quick eater, but yeah. he's a lot worse. And <laughs> yes. I, I'm a quick eater, but when it comes to those sorts of things, I've trained my brain to slow it down yes. and really savour it. And I find if I'm not having the good quality stuff, you really pick up on it when you eat it a little bit slower. It's yes, not like I've, I've just eaten that and I didn't actually know that I'd eaten it. Yes. You eat and you go, actually, not as good as I not thought it very was. very nice, really. Oh, yeah. I agree. Um, or, yeah, totally. or exactly. hit the spot and that's all I need. Yes, um, indeed. So, yeah. yes, the, the satiety does yep. increase with that slowing down. Exactly. And I'm really fussy about the chocolate I eat now. Oh, yes. I, I, I think it is best. going to be restricted and I, I really – might be a bit snobbish, but I'm like, no, I'm only going to go for the best. A little bit of that is it. Yes. Really, really good quality. And fair enough. That's and my it. dear late mother, we used to laugh about it, but she would say, people will laugh and think that I'm you know, being difficult or, or snobbish or snooty, but quite frankly, it's only Linda's chocolate that doesn't give me a headache. Or <laughs> but she might have actually had a Sweet. point because there are a lot of thinners and chemicals, as Nicole yeah. will probably testify, so in true. some of the other so-called cheaper brands. Oh. There are. And mm. what is good in the darker brands is that they're high in magnesium, which can actually stave off headache oh, so um, get the right sort of magnesium in there yes um, and that's really good and that's in the cacao so having the good quality there is very important delicious yes all good stuff and and the importance of having a relaxing time you know being with family friends whatever you you're doing just taking a little bit of a break from everything is the other good thing get absolutely some absolutely get, get the exercise yeah. otherwise you will have a very big slump in your energy yes. so that's the sugar here it will make you want to sleep and do that whole comatose 3 p.m. <laughs> yeah. time frame and need a, a nana nap <laughs> or a snooze. And mm. uh, that's not great for catching up with uh, family and friends yes. who might not have seen you for a while. That's so true. Now, so, I've got a couple of shovel articles that I wanted to read, but look, mm. I, I'm just sort of vetting these at the moment and I don't know... <laughs> There's and only not one quite really sure I feel for radio. That, yeah, I, there's only <laughs> one that I feel I can share, really. <laughs> without the without, legal action? Yeah, without the risk. And um, the others are extremely good, though. Go go the shovel. You're so funny. But this is uh, – we were talking about some of those very, very big corporations that uh, did, didn't give back their um, JobKeeper. Oh, yes. It made huge – And JobKeeper finished yesterday. Yesterday, absolutely. Yes. It made huge profits during the lockdown. Atrocious. And so this, this shovel article is in the business category – and it says welfare recipient down to his last 193 retail department stores. <laughs> a man who is dependent on government payments for his livelihood has literally less than 200 electrical, furniture and bedding retail stores to his name. The 81-year-old battler who can barely afford to buy basics such as racehorses without the help of the government. Um, a lot of people don't know what it's like to live year to year not knowing where you're next. 22 million cheque from the government <laughs> is going to come. You see, this is the challenge, isn't it? Indeed. If it wasn't for those payments, I'd be left with literally just tens of millions of dollars. <laughs> it is heartbreaking. <laughs> so spare a thought for those poor 
large companies doing it really tough. Oh, dear. Well, actually, that was... Um in all due seriousness, that was a point that was raised on the insiders yesterday. Yes, about it was. Um, by, I think by Nikki Sava, yes, uh, the the, um, the journalist and former worker in um, <coughs> the Howard Ministry. Yes, excuse me, but she made the very same points. I thought um, about uh, how the, the government had perhaps been uh, a little bit too generous towards some organisations and uh, regarding JobKeeper, and had perhaps not put enough conditions on yeah. uh, the uh, the amounts of money that they were allowed to earn. Um, and I've heard certain um, organisations, spokespeople saying, uh, oh, we don't want to disappoint our shareholders by handing it back. Yes. I'm thinking, <laughs> what sort of shareholders are these? Um, and I'm thinking, uh, well, anyway, I was just flabbergasted and uh, and it seems amazing that uh, there seems to be uh, like two sets of rules for uh, um, the uh, wealthy business owners. Uh, they can just hang on to those funds. But uh, as for those poor welfare recipients uh, who were harassed by robo-debt, robo-cop, yeah. yes. it was quite another story, wasn't it? Yeah, I know. It's not different good. standards. It's Indeed. not good at all, actually, in all seriousness. Not at all good. It is coming up to 15 minutes to sist played loud. I hate myself for loving you. That's a Joan <laughs> Jett there. Um, and the Blackhearts. That's the one I was thinking of. Oh, yeah, that's what that was. I thought it had an 80s twang to it. Of a vibe there. Yeah. It's coming up to 10 minutes to six. That went so fast, ladies. We've had a great show. Very quick. Lots let's just say, let's just do a quick little recap. We've talked about empathy training, which I think was very important. I hope you all remember the key salient points. Compassion. Um, <laughs> compassion is a very big one. So you can get some empathy training, lots of different types of empathy. We had the tips around um, how to improve your empathy, how to recognise when someone uh, lacks empathy. There was mm. a few little key tips around that. And so that was very important. Oh, that's right. And for anyone in politics, they can check out Daniel Goleman. They can indeed. For emotional I think intelligence. that would be excellent. If that's a, that would be some really good Easter reading mm-hmm. and maybe some online courses for That's them. right. So go that. I'm sure that'll be fantastic. Um, and Barbara, thank you for organising Dolly Diamond, which is so great. It's a pleasure. To the Queen of Cabaret, who would have thought? Exactly. Uh, and really looking forward to the show. We'll just give it another quick plug and we will put the details of where you can get tickets on our Facebook page, Big Life Conversation. We'll do that tonight. Uh, and it's going to be on uh, Chapel Off Chapel, Little Chapel Street, Paran, which is a brilliant venue. Five shows only, Wednesday the 21st to Saturday the 24th of April. Check our Facebook page for details or go to dollydiamond.com.au. And uh, if I just want to remind people before we're finishing up, don't forget, of course, that the comedy Melbourne Comedy Festival is up and running. Yeah. If you've got a bit of time um, over Easter to check out all sorts of interesting things, go to uh, the website address if you haven't been able to pick up a, uh, a little orange mag about it. Also, um, good news for those of you who are heading off to um, New South Wales, Byron Bay Blues Fest is still yeah. going ahead. Um, but apparently great. you have to uh, keep your eyes peeled and ears peeled for uh, perhaps some restrictions that might be in place. But uh, uh, as according to this uh, press release I've just received, it is still on. And Nicole was saying that uh, some years ago she, um, she went to Blues Fest and it, it can be a lot of fun as long as the weather holds. Uh, yes. So, yes. Bring your wet weather gear. <laughs> Just in case. That's because it is, it is still fun when yeah. it rains, but bring yeah. your gear so you're prepared. Sure. And uh, it's still very enjoyable. Fantastic. Yeah. And I also, if you've got a thank you, Nicole, if you've also got a bit of time to do some reading, um, I'm finished this wonderful book, Entrepide, Intrepid, Australian Women Artists in Early 20th Century France, the other day. 
by Clem Gorman and Therese Gorman. Um, it's a, a lovely book um, published by Monash University Publishing and it's all about the, those amazing, intrepid, adventurous um, Australian women who took over uh, or took a great big leap of faith um, into, the, uh, into the unknown, really, and visited France where they um, uh, learnt uh, new skills and brought, some of them brought them back to Australia uh, to share their, uh, their knowledge with um, people here. Uh, and, some, and some stayed on. Some, of course, had to juggle uh, uh, life as a partner, a wife and or mother with their creative life. Uh, some, of course, um, became war artists. Anyway, they're, they're fascinating people, including the likes of um, Ethel Carrick and uh, Margaret Ollie, Constance Stokes, um, Stella Bowen, who uh, was entangled with the uh, rather, shall we say, forceful personality Ford, Maddox Ford, uh, the uh, literary um, uh, doyen. And so he um, he was, uh, well, two creative people in the one household can often be uh, uh, a challenge, as they yeah, say. Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> but as, um, as many people have said, um, uh, with uh, with creative life for women, it's 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 all it's multi multitasking. I guess is the the name of the game uh, for for women who've got uh, partners and families. But anyway, it's a delightful book. It's, it's a softback, and um, I do highly recommend it if you're interested in in art um, and particularly um, the role of women artists. And they haven't been chosen um, uh, lightly. They the uh, Clem Gorman and Therese Gorman have have been quite painstaking in their research and they presented this beautiful paperback with some beautiful reproductions of the works as well. So quite quite an inspiring read and uh, highly recommended. Women of Merit. And a lovely read to look at the pickies too. It is, yeah. indeed, yes. No, it sounds like a fantastic book and just the history of it. I, when you were explaining it to us the other day on the show, Barbara, I had no idea. No, well, I, I hadn't realised that some of the some of the, uh, the difficulties that some of these women had to face yeah. the obstacles and, and it's still, we know that life is hard as an artist regardless of your gender. Yes. Um, and obviously, um, you know, some some of these women came from privileged backgrounds, but some of them didn't. Some of them were real rebels. Some of them embraced unconventional lifestyles and took female companions with them. Or and so they were they were very brave. And uh, we, we have to thank them for the wonderful contributions that they've made to uh, Australian art yeah. and, and world art. In fact, absolutely fantastic. Nice one. Mm. And uh, just to not forget about your Easter eating and uh, don't get into a sugar coma with all of the <laughs> chocolate that you might get into. So pace yourself, everybody, and uh, have a, a few little energy boosting foods, as we mentioned in the segment earlier around how do we stave off the uh, the chocolate hungries. <laughs> and uh, the key is, you know, if you want a bit of a sugar fix, go for your fruit first, um, obviously high in fibre. Good to keep you alert and healthy as a snack in small amounts. So we say two fruits a day, five veg. And yeah. so stick with your veggies. Have a good roast turkey meal if you wish and mm, stick with your delicious. veggies. You're going to stave off the uh, hungries a little bit more if you eat first before heading towards the chocolate. Um, our legumes, nuts and seeds are also amazing at giving us lots of energy, not forcing us into a slump because they've got lots of fibre and lots of vitamins and minerals for us um, to keep us alert for the day. And not to forget our whole grains, which are fantastic for energy release and um, also eaten, eaten in moderation, but amazing for boosting our energies when we feel like we're about to have a bit of a sugar slump. As we know, sugar is a, a, a kind of a quick pick me up and fix, but it'll drop you down uh, very, very tired and into a slump. (laughs) So if we have our complex carbs, um, which is in our whole grains, uh, feed up on those first before heading towards the chocolate. Yeah. Uh, The other thing, just 
just speaking about the food and the the process and just that um, slower, I guess, pace that hopefully we can adopt over Easter and and uh, you know Christmas is sort of a bit the same. But yes. Easter's lovely. I, I I feel I love the weather. Usually the weather's pretty good. But but to, if you're able to prepare a really nice meal and just take the time to prepare that meal like you know in the normal hurry and rush of life you try and get something on the table in record time but I find Easter is that nice time to slow those things down a little bit and select the meal that you want or the meals that you want to prepare and even those nice spring soups are beautiful Yes. Love doing that. And we're getting into but soup just, weather too. Yeah, yeah. It's a little we bit are. cooler. It's probably yeah. a better time for us to have some of those bigger meals rather than our Easter. Uh, sorry, our Christmas, which is really too hot sometimes. Too to hot. That. Yes. That's right. Though but we are having a couple of warm days over the Easter break, have you heard? Oh, yeah, I did hear yeah, that today. Changes, or if it was a 31 on Saturday or, or something. A bit of vitamin D. Yeah, I did hear that. Yes. So that's really good. So that would mm. be lovely for everyone to get out and about. Um, but just, yeah, just taking that time to enjoy cooking some food and I'm really really fortunate I've got friends in the right places get fresh farm <laughs> eggs all the time oh. um, my son is growing his own tomatoes those beautiful little tiny almost cherry little tomatoes Roma they, ones or they taste so sweet they're yummy sweet. yeah mm, yes. uh, and homegrown zucchinis and beetroot Ooh, at the delicious. moment my friends are giving me uh, and they've been put to very good use yes. oh, well, it, the, it tastes so good <laughs> April's a time for all of those root vegetables beetroot indeed. broccoli Brussels sprouts cabbages capsicums right. cauliflower eggs plant they're all our veggies that are in season for april and they are beautiful so we're going to say our goodbyes to you at six o'clock six o'clock news is coming up we'll be back next week with our travel expert yes the wonderful damien ruler who will give us some travel tips which are very interesting and controversial at the same time (laughs) and we can dream going to queensland yeah absolutely so have a great easter break everybody take it easy on the roads of course yes Um, have a wonderful time and we'll see you back here. Donate to the Good Monday. Friday Appeal. Yeah, please do. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, don't forget that one. So this has been Big Life Conversation. You're on 94.1 FM, 3WBC. As I said, your 6 o'clock news is not far away. Bye for now. Ciao.